0: Welcome to Emergence Radio Talk, where you'll be inspired and motivated by the journeys of movers and shakers from all around the world and those who are occupying and taking dominion. Emergence Radio Talk with Dr. Tavara Johnson. Welcome, everyone, to Emergence Radio Talk with your host, none other than Dr. Tavara Johnson. And you know me. I'm always excited for today's show. Today, I have a very special guest. I'm telling you, she is walking in her God-given purpose. She is also a fellow Maxwell leadership um team member like I am, so I'm really excited for us to get into this conversation. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and invite someone to tune in, because I know she's going to be dropping some great nuggets today. I want to welcome Lisa Mandip to the show, and indeed, it's a pleasure to have you here with me this evening.
1: Hi, Tamara. Good evening, everybody. Um, I am excited to be here as well. Um, I haven't been, um, I haven't met Tavera in person, but being a Maxwell leadership team member, I mean, we just connect like we normally do. So yeah, it's gonna be a good, um, good time together. Yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome, and thank you so much as yes, for taking time out of your busy schedule, you know, to come on and inspire as well as motivate our listening audience. And I truly appreciate you doing that now before we go ahead and get started lisa i just want you just to share just a little bit of who you are with our listening audience
1: so um my name is lisa manzib like um tavara just said i am cameroonian born um but i live in the U.S. well i've been to other places in the world but currently live in the u.s i've been here for five years now i live in the king of prussia area i am Like she just told you before, I'm a coach, trainer, and speaker with the Maxwell team. Um, My background is marketing and business management. I currently work in the healthcare space where I run my own healthcare agency. Um, I'm passionate about helping people, definitely. So this one is a business that helps me connect or assist the elderly. Um, I have worked in different industries before, so I have a varied knowledge of um, pretty much So much, (laughs) yes, so many things, because I've worked in different spaces, different countries, and with different people from different cultures. So I am able to manage different people. I am um, passionate about helping people living where they want to be, especially people who sometimes feel like they're stuck, move to the space where they imagine or think they would want to get there. I am more passionate about helping women because um, I am a woman who has been through so much already and coaching for me um has helped me get get out of so much um a divorce a field engagement so i am passionate about helping women not stay where you are because of what happened to you but move to where you imagine or see other women moving um that's pretty much what i do for the meantime yeah wow Wow.
0: Well, I mean, you said it so eloquently. You um, I made mean, it seem like it's so little, but it's a whole lot that you do, <laughs> you know, and all of what you share, you know, you talked about being in healthcare and helping people, you know, feel stuck, working with people from different cultures, working with women, you know, being a coach, a trainer, like that's really um, a whole lot, right? Um, and so, you know, thank you so much for, for sharing that. One of the things too, I want to ask you Of course, you are, you know, you've held various leadership positions. And so I want to know from you, when did you know or feel or think um, that you were called to leadership? Like what experience or aha moment or, you know, epiphany, as they say, that you would have gotten to know that, hey, you know, maybe I'm called to be a leader. Mm -hmm.
1: So pretty much growing up, I would say I've always been that person who um, would take up space and do whatever. I mean, I just had that courage to move know when nobody seemed like they want to move. I have been reading in church doing activities in church from the age of 10. I have been held leadership positions from elementary school. Um, but like you say, when was that aha moment, like when I thought I really needed to be a leader. So those things I did before for me was just natural, like it came to me naturally passion and everything. But when I realized that I could be in a space where I need to lead people. Um, Like I just said in my bio, I have held leadership positions in different companies. Still, those for me were, okay, this is a job, this is a position. And it didn't seem to me like that was my calling. Um, But when my last job, which was um, I was a communication uh, director for uh, a telecommunications company, I. Did a lot of training um, for the team because we had, I need to push sales, I need to push different departments and all of that. Um, In doing that, I realized that I needed to be like a coach or a mentor to um, the team. I mean, trying to get people from their bad days to still do the work if they had to in different ways. And that's when I decided that, or I realized I needed to develop my own self to be able to help because we all had bad days. We all had those days when we would not get any sales and feel bad, but trust me, being the head of the team, I could not stay down. I had to be motivated. So I had to motivate my own self to be able to motivate people, and that's when I ran into the John Maxwell team um, program. It wasn't random, though. Someone reached out to me saying, based on the role you occupy, I think this will be helpful to you. And Yeah, that has been the moment I took, um, went through the course. I didn't start doing or join the team immediately. I actually joined the team about seven years after that thought. I had followed John Maxwell from that point up to the day I finally joined. So that was when I knew I needed to grow myself to be able to grow others.
0: Wow, that is amazing. You know, first of all, you know, thank you for the transparency. Um, because, you know, it takes a lot as a leader to say, hey, you know, I needed to upgrade my own self because of the things that I realized that was happening or even the place where you probably realize or can't see, you know, where God may be, um, where he may be taking you. And even just to mention that, you know, even though someone reached out to you, <laughs> you know, it took a while, it took about several years um, to actually say commit to that process. Because, you know, I'm sure there's someone who's tuning in there listening and they probably feel like, you know, feel the same way. Because a lot of times life happens, things happen. Sometimes they feel like, you know what, I don't have the time, I don't have the money. But one of the things I always say to people, you know, um, we make time for what's uh, important to us, right? So if you know that there's a goal that you want to reach, especially when you talk about joining different programs, because I know they could be costly, you know, just really work towards that goal. For those who are listening, in, just really work towards that goal in terms of saving and what have you, just so you can get to that point. Because, as you see, listening to Lisa, developing oneself as a leader is very key, is important, especially if mm-hmm. you talk about being able to pour into others, right? Because you cannot, yeah, do that. yeah, yeah you, you can pour into others um, if you don't have anything to pour. Right? Sure, you can
1: you can pour from an empty cup. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, uh, but that's very important. And then just listening to, you know, like you said, your call to leadership and knowing that, you know, the different positions that you held or you and people probably calling on you. And so, even for those who are tuning in, you're listening in and you are wondering, am I called to leadership? Look at whether or not persons are calling on you for certain things. Like, right? what are they calling on you for? What are you uh, willing to step up to? You know, you mentioned that. Being able to almost like step out of the box or do things that other people weren't prepared to do what they didn't want to do. And so all of those things really are the making of a leader, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of these things are the, the making of a leader. Yeah. So I think that is really, um, really, really great that he would have shared. Um, of course, for you, you know, like you said, you have held various leadership roles in various industries. Okay. The different nations and so of course you have the opportunity to work with a diverse set of cultures or different people which in itself is amazing but it could also be challenging you know, definitely definitely and so <laughs> i want to thank you you know, how has that experience been? And I ask the question because I know sometimes you live with different cultures and itself is, is challenging, it's dynamic. Um, every mm-hmm. culture has its own nuances and the way how they do mm-hmm. things and the minds mm-hmm. out people. So, yeah. you know, so, uh, how, how has that been for you? Or, you know, what advice would you give to other persons who may find themselves um, leading different people from different cultures? They may not necessarily be in an organization that has... Um, you know, other locations and other cultures, but they may Mm -hmm. just really be dealing with people from all different cultures, because when we go to work or wherever we go, we're taking our culture with us. So how does one one effectively um, deal with that? And how has
1: that experience been for you? Right, Um, I would start first of all by saying that it's, it's definitely a challenging experience, I would not lie. Um, it's something which if you don't take, like if you take the bull uh, by the horn, you would definitely miss out opportunities because we all have that, fight. we like it or not, it is challenging to think about it. But I would also say getting into that space, it's easier than we thought. So I have outside two scenarios, I have worked with Moroccans where I worked for a Moroccan airline. Um, that made me leave, usually travel to other countries which had um, the airlines in them. Like I would work with Moroccans themselves in Morocco. I would work with Moroccans or Senegalese in Senegal. I would work with um, people from Riyadh. So those were different cultures which Mm -hmm. were completely different from mine. Um, The one thing that helped me was The fact that I was bilingual or I am bilingual still, I can speak both languages in those countries. I can speak French and English, which didn't give me the scare, first of all, if I had to up and go to any country where I had to be sent to. I would not immediately think, okay, there will be language barrier and all of that. So, yes, that was my biggest um, advantage. And then, like I said, I have grown up with that um, courage of just mm, standing up to take the lead if no one wants to. So that was one thing that gave me the courage to say I would go if somebody needed to go. Now, meeting these different people with different cultures, um, one thing is for sure, there is, um, for some countries, you will get that restraint of people, well, we would term them, um, they're being, um, uh, how would I say it, they're being tribalistic or whatever it is you want to call that, but we'll term it as that. But if you get the patience, and then like every leader would know that there's always a way to walk around people and not just uh, based on what it looks like at the moment, you're able to go through that. I mean, there are ways where, there are things you need to learn that different things mean different things to different cultures. If you're able to pick up those things quickly, then you don't step on people's toes, you don't overstep your boundaries and things like that, and that way you gain confidence easily with everybody. You quickly, if I have to go to a country or work with a particular group of people, I would do my pre-studies of who they are, what they like. Um, for some people, you, the same sign that would mean friendship in one country would mean a different thing in another country. So you need to learn those things so that when you get there, you know, uh, I'm not doing the same thing in this country, which will mean that to another person and then in the process annoy them and things like that. So those are things that helped me. Um, but the fact that I was able to work with those different people as well has built me into a dynamic person. So I no longer have that restriction or this care when I need to walk into a space. It doesn't matter who's in this space. I know I'm able to deal with them because I've dealt with that in the past. So that has given me much more confidence. Um, I would give a case in point where. In the UK, I worked for an air ambulance company, which was mixed race. They had Spanish people, um, Polish people, English people, but I was the only black girl in the company. <laughs> that was my biggest case. <laughs> I was the only, I mean, black as in black, whatever, so that my skin color was the only color that was in the space. Initially, that was intimidating to me. Like. Um, if I'm not at I'm not work, people know I didn't come to work that day because they would not see that face, my hair color, everything was different. So initially, I got into that space with so much fright. Like, how do I manage? How do I do I talk? Do I look? I mean, it's going to be some difference from everybody. But um, I was able to build my confidence. The one thing I used at that point for that particular company was I listened to Joel, uh, Joel Austin a lot at that time. I listened to so many of his messages. That I talked about confidence, confidence, confidence. And in no time, I was able to build that confidence, which put me at the position of advantage rather than the disadvantage which I thought I was going to have by that color. So those were really the little tools that helped me. And like I say, all of that experience has built me into the person I am today. Wow, that is true. Did, did I answer your
0: question correctly? <laughs> yeah, yes, that is truly amazing. Like, because you talked about, you know, and I'm glad you mentioned about you know, being able to do pre-studies because, like you mentioned, one sign in one country can mean one thing and something else in another country, and you really don't want to offend. Mm-hmm. And you know, when it comes to culture, people are so um, <laughs> they're so passionate, right? They're mm-hmm. very passionate yeah, culture and their country. And so it could be a bit challenging for a leader. But you also mentioned what I like. You talked about having patience and, as a leader, being able to work around people. And so you have to be able – there are certain things, really, I know this about leadership, that you have to, um, you know, be able to do or to know, I should say, when it talks about leadership. And so I think that is – yeah, that was really good what you shared and um, the experience that you have, and like you said, you know, being bilingual, right? So as a leader, you really have to put yourself in, in a position where you're able to, um, of course, lead effectively, but just to be mm-hmm. able to kind of I'm not i do not use the word have the upper hand, but like to kind of be equipped for certain situations, <laughs> so you don't kind of get definitely, um, yeah, you know, what, they like, what, what they like to say with Japan style type thing, you don't want to get caught up. It. <laughs> yeah, I think that is really really good. And that's really good what you shared. Now, also, um, Lisa, so one of the things for you I know you do is um, we like to help women, right, who are going through various career changes. Now, one of the things I have noticed that so many people now are going through career changes. Um, I know someone now, they were in education for 20 years. I was looking to come out of it, right? (laughs) I'm sure there are persons who are tuning in who maybe in that same space and they really don't know what to do, they're going through this career type changes um, or crisis, so to speak. I want to know what advice would you give to them as to even where they can begin to
1: start as they go through that
0: that process?
1: Right. Um, I actually spoke with somebody last week, another lady as well, um, who uh, she has been a caregiver for over 15 years. And she called me and said, um, I don't want a job. I just want you to um, mentor me. Um, I mean, I, I'm in that space of confusion. I mean, I had never even told this lady I coach or I train or I'm journalist or anything. I wonder why she made that call. I don't know what she saw in me or what she had heard me. said that pushed her to say that to me. And she said, I don't, I just want you to hold my hands and help me. I said, what? So when I get cases like that, I don't immediately jump and say, okay, I'm going to mentor you, I'm going to push you and direct you on what to do and things like that. I would normally, first of all, ask you why you want the change to be sure that you actually want the change because so many people just say, I think I'm fed up and I need to change. You might, not everybody needs that change or not because everybody is changing um, you think you too have to change or not because you have been in the same place for 15 years means you need to change at some point. For some people, you could be in the same space, but improve yourself, improve yourself, and then get better and better, and then that's it. So that was my conversation with this lady. Um, don't just jump into the idea of wanting a change because she said she want to move from um, being a caregiver to um IT. so I'm like so what made you think you want to do IT now instead of care okay, she said the money they said they make more money and things like that and the conversation I had with her was like money is not everything are you satisfied do you think being an IT um, you've never been in that space um, would that be something that you think would give you the fulfillment you're looking for right now or do you think the money you get from that job will give you that fulfillment and everything and then when I spoke with her for over 45 minutes my biggest um, advice to her was, um, right now, start by getting um, getting more, what would I say, I say more, more skilled, more talented um, in where you are. And then when you have used up all the experiences, all the skills, and everything you have developed where you are and it's still not working, then we might consider another thing. I wouldn't say move because you think you want to move or everybody is moving. I would say develop yourself wherever you are. Start using that um, skill wherever you are. Um, If you start developing yourself, you're definitely going to start doing more and earning more or being more of what you want to be, where you are currently, and then you would move without even knowing you're moving. So I would usually tell people to not just jump or up and move, but move slowly based on the developments you make with your own self. Um, For the most part, there are people who have thought they wanted to move and then end up not moving because they found out their problem wasn't just moving. Their problem was they lacked the necessary skill to excel where they were currently. And so it's usually not always about the move. And that's why I start with, first of all, before we can eventually see, oh, you need another space or you need another job or you need that. So those have actually helped change people's perspectives, and then keep them grounded while we don't want people panicking because you just think you have to move. I have noticed that that would cause a lot of scare and panic for so many people if you just randomly do things without thinking. So my job with people like that now is to be able to help you think and not just jump. I mean, think before you move. So that's what I would say is the biggest advice I would give anybody at this point before we try anything else.
0: Well, I think that's really good. Um, I think, too, another thing that some persons could probably look at is their transferable skills, right? Because sometimes people mm-hmm. want to go, but what skills do you have that could even be utilized to the next day? There race? you go.
1: Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, you talk, about, <laughs> you talk about wanting to leave, but I love the fact that, you know, really think about it before you decide to um, make that jump, because a lot of people, they don't do that. They just want to go. Yeah. And then they yeah. like just the some extra stress, extra frustration, yeah. and everything else. Yeah. You just made that jump without even really consulting anyone or really, mm-hmm. um, you know, thoroughly thinking about it. So, I think that is some really great advice. What you, um, you know, what you would have shared, and so thank you so much God. And I love the fact that the lady's saying, Hey, you know, I want a mentor because that's important, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. having a having a mentor i think a lot of people don't realize that the importance of mentorship um it's not just to say that i'm sitting under one or i'm just connected to someone no you really have to find a like almost like picking the brain like you know getting mm-hmm. to um know the things that you need to learn and and mm-hmm. you know it's just so much value really i believe in mentorship but we see it all the time and so for yeah. those of you who may be tuned in you're not into you don't have a mentor or a coach, I think it would be a valuable. I would say think I know it would be a valuable. I think mm-hmm. once you find the right um, individual.
1: Sure.
0: And so, Lisa, one of the things I want to know from you, of course, um, you know, sometimes leadership can almost be trial and error, <laughs> right? Um, but, but but not too much error, right? Um, when you yeah. talk about um, leading people. And so one of the things I want to know from you is that what are – Um, some of the pitfalls would you say for persons to avoid while they want to pursue leadership, especially the new leaders or the emerging leaders or the persons who would have just gotten into a uh, leadership role?
1: Um, I don't think I quite got that. So you wanted me to explain the people I, people who are not leadable or what? (laughs)
0: Right, so those leaders who are coming up or new leaders, persons who may just be now in a role, like what are some of the pitfalls that they can avoid, you know, while they are pursuing leadership? Oh,
1: okay. Um, one minute. The, the, one thing I need, I would say for everybody is like you mentioned before, I mentorship first of all should be your first. Uh, stop, like, you not. Know, we have all gotten the training, we all wanted to be, lead- well, we all say we want to be leaders and things like that, but um, like you just mentioned, we should not get into anything without getting the proper mentorship. We need direction from people who have been there before. I know there's a Chinese proverb that says, um, if you want to know what lies ahead of you or what that place where you want to go looks like, ask the people coming back from that place. So I think uh, we cannot just up and go or say, I have the training, I have read leadership books, and I can be a leader, and you just up and go. Because for the most part, some of us or most people, imagine leaders, would think leadership is a position. And you don't know that it entails so many other things which um, you should portray before trying to lead someone else. For example, I only found out recently that if you can if you don't if you cannot be a reader, do not be a leader. There's no way you're gonna lead people if you don't read because obviously you're gonna run out of what to give those people. Leadership is um servanthood. You can lead if you don't want to serve people. And how do you serve people if you haven't equipped yourself to be a servant? So before I mean, I think a lot of people who just think they want to be leaders, imagine that um, leadership is a position I wanna get into a company or by church group and be head of whatever group or whatever to become a leader, uh, to get that title of a leader, not knowing that leadership is not just that position, but who you are to people, who are you leading, what do you represent to them, how do you help them, what help are you offering them, how do you change them and things like that. Those are things which I would say, Imagine leaders, would some of us or some of them would not think immediately that that's what you're getting into. So I would recommend any day, any time that before you get into any space where you want to call yourself a leader, double check and say if you are even in that space, you might have done the studies, you might have had selling tools, Um, My best bet would be to get a mentor who is in that space already and find out what they're currently doing, what is it that is needed at this time. Um, How do you improve? Because you're definitely going to be pouring into people. You don't want to stay stagnant. You don't want to stay a reservoir. You don't want to just collect and then keep it to yourself. You want to collect and pour into people so that they change. Your whole idea is not just to lead people, but to transform people. So that's one thing which I think, or the few things which I think well, emerging leaders should be able to look out for before getting into that space.
0: Wow. that is I, I love what all you shared. And then also telling people that, you know, leaders are readers, because a lot of people don't like to read. Um, that's yeah. important. You know, listening to other podcasts, um, reading other, um, you know, with other stuff to say or blogs or whatever, maybe all of those things really help you to be able to pour into others. And even, of course, because I mean, as, as you are, Reading and learning, I mean, you know you don't just learn just to share with other people, right? You learn also for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. that's 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 yeah. mm-hmm. And so all of those are different ways in which people would um you know actually learn to be able to um, pour into others. And I love the fact that you talked about leading is not to just be a leader and I say that you're a leader, but to transform. Um, the lives of others, which is key and which is important because I believe if you're a leadership and that's nationality, one of the end goals, and why are you really um truly in leadership? Mm-hmm. Why are you truly in leadership? Hi, right, Lisa so I mean we've talked about so much. we had a really great um conversation we talked about you know culture, um mentorship, coaching. we just talked about it a lot, and I really thoroughly um, really enjoyed this conversation, but before we go, I just want to know from you. Um, I know we've said a lot, but I want to know from you even what final advice would you just give to those um, persons in leadership? So it could be an emerging leader, a senior leader. What is probably one
1: piece of advice also that you would
0: like to, to
1: leave with us tonight? Um, I would say to not stop learning, to not stop developing yourself. Whatever it takes for you to get to that next level, do it because we can stay stagnant. In a world that is changing every day, you don't want to become obsolete or go irrelevant in the nearest future. So just keep learning and keep growing. I mean, that would be our best bet for this time. Whatever you need to do to do that, just do it. If you need to attend conferences, if you need to get more mentors, I, for one, I have mentors for different things. So Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I want to go at every dimension I could grow. So do whatever it is you need to do to grow. And not stay obsolete.
0: No, oh, that's important. Don't stop learning. And I'm like, you have a mentor. Well, I have one main mentor, but you know, sometimes you have different people that you could probably um, pull on for other things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. like, think that is truly important, you know, for leaders, you know, persons in leadership not to stop learning. Like, well, the minute you stop learning, I will, of course, you stop growing, but then I think you start dying, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, <laughs> Because they are not learning. And so I think that is truly um truly, truly important. And so again, thank you so much for um coming on to empower our listening audience tonight. But before we go, I just want you to share it with our listening audience, you know, ways in which they could connect with you. They decide that they want coaching, training, um, what are your social media handles, um, as well as your email address as well.
1: Okay. Thank you once more, Tebra, for having me on here and thanks to all our audience who have tuned in today um i am excited for all of us because i know each time we hear one thing it stretches us one little bit so i would imagine that we all have been stretched and then learned one thing that will take us to somewhere different from where we were before we go on this call so like tavera just said um we are both um john Master certified coaches uh which means we do have these skills or tools um given to us by John Maxwell to be able to help others navigate um, life. So I, am, I do coaching on the side, so besides my day job, I do coaching for individuals, like she said, especially women trying to um, navigate or move from one job to another. Using my coaching skills and the tools we have from our mentor, John Maxwell, I am able to get you the right um, tools to make those choices perfectly so that you can improve your own personal life and be able to improve your, improve your, your professional life as well. I am on Facebook um, at Lisa Jones. My Lisa is spelled with Y. So it's L-Y-S-A and then last name Jones. I am on Instagram. I am on LinkedIn, um, Lisa Mandip. Um My phone number is 614 615 Again, the phone number is 614-615-8621. Email address is lisas-events at gmail.com. So lisas is L-Y-S-A-S, events, E-V-E-N-T-S, at gmail.com. You can reach out to me by any form, WhatsApp, um should me direct text messages or uh, direct text message and we can hook up anytime thank you for listening thank you for tuning in um you could go over the replay if you missed something or just call me and i'll be able to get back to you with more info insights thank you once more Tabera.
0: thank you so much lisa and of course to my listening audience thank you for tuning in um tonight so today's amazing show with my special guest, Lisa Mandit. You know we are here every week. And you know this is the show where you will be inspired to emerge, occupy, and take dominion. Once again, I'm your host, Dr. Tavara Johnson. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, under Tavara Johnson or Dr. Tavara Johnson, as well as you can send me an email at info at or you can visit my website at TavaraJohnson.com. And you'll be able to connect with me for coaching, training, any of those things that you would like to have. So blessings, everyone, and have a wonderful evening. Thank you for tuning in to Emergence Radio Talk. For more information on Emergence Radio Talk, Emergence Mentorship Program, or Women to Women Mentoring Program, be sure to visit www.tavarajohnson.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, email us at info at devourjohnson.com or follow us on all of our social media platforms Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Paris Group That's devourjohnson Stay connected and updated on all upcoming events. Until next time, thank you for joining us